the Dread King Logan, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling Edge. And if you're not, you're a peon. Take a knee and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Welcome back to Pro Wrestling Edge. I am your host, the Dan Brewer, and I'm here with my tag team partners. First off, we got Dell Dangerous, aka B Mac, aka B Money, aka BH, aka the Chosen One, Mr. AKA himself, Bernard. How are you? I'm doing just great, Dan O'Mac. Um, in this crazy, crazy time. Uh, how about yourself? Doing all right. Um, I'm gonna make a big announcement on this show. Something pertaining to me. Um, haven't even told you guys yet, but uh, maybe it's not a big announcement. But uh, I'm gonna hold it off to the end. All right. But, uh, yeah, I got something I want to share with everybody. So. Uh, Let's uh let's keep this rolling. Uh, I also joining me is the original bro Josh. What's up, my brother? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up, fellas? How you guys doing today in these circumstances? Oh, we're I'm surviving. Yeah, hanging in there, you know. Me as well, as good as it can be. And last but certainly not least, I've got joining us the Meadowbrook mobster Nick the Gooch. What's up, my brother? What's going on, guys? How are y'all? Uh, you know, doing pretty stay, good. Yeah, you know, trying not, to get used to the quarantine. Yeah, not trying to turn into the shining, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, how are things at the job? Because you're still going into the job. Um, not actually too good right now. I'm down to one day a week, so I'm off until Tuesday. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, are you able to I'm, apply for that underemployment? Did you try to do that yet? Not yet. I'm I'm a stubborn person. I let pride get the better of me, but I think it's time that I actually look into that. They were saying that something was uh, today nationwide. There's something like over three million people who've applied for either unemployment, unemployment yeah, or underemployment. Today. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, I got yeah, better. Yeah, you might want to jump on that. I'm half tempted to apply at these, uh, you know, the retail stores that are looking for stockers at these, you know, the earlier hours now that they're closing. Yeah, that might might just pick up a second job if need be, man. That might be an option for you. Not a bad way to go, brother. So, Nick, why got you first here? Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Uh, Y'all can find me on Twitter at NickCaz1. How about you, Josh? You can find me at Twitter at original bro 19 and you can find me at Instagram at jrut19. How about yourself there, Bernard? Um, you can find me at Bernard Heard on Facebook. So, Josh, yeah. you froze there for a minute. Are you watching porn or something over there? That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Just, just losing my mind over here. I'll say Pornhub's giving free some free premium subscriptions if you're interested. Uh, that was hilarious when I saw that article. <laughs> uh, Dan well, Omega. You can find me at Dan Brewer on Facebook, the Dan Brewer on Twitter and Instagram, the podcast at PWE Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you can email us at prowrestlingedgepod at gmail.com. Josh, this is your time to, uh, for redemption. Where can they listen to us? Oh, they can find us at every mini, every major streaming service out there. Spotify is where I normally find us at. 
All right. So Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, pretty much anywhere, like Josh said. Hey, original bro, I think you might want to lay off the electric lettuce for a little bit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a little so are the animals out, good hey. over there? What's going on, bro? <laughs> yeah, we're a little bit uh, spaced out. Got to try and find the past the time somehow. I hear you, bro. I hear you. So, it's fellas, as um, your last few days since we've talked has been uneventful as mine? Oh, absolutely. Definitely has. Yeah. It's been now, uneventful. Now, Bernard, you, you still go out in the office. You, were you there today or no? No. Um, we uh, scaled it back down to just one day a week now. So uh, we kind of gotten uh, the whole mailings process sorted out and delivery. So just one day a week now. Well, that's good. The less that mm-hmm. we're out and about, the better, I guess. Yeah, you know, we just keep getting updates and see what they're going to do. You know, I almost don't want to watch the news anymore. Be honest with you, fellas. I really haven't since I've been off. I mean, it, it's just always seems to be bad just trying to stay positive. I, I just haven't really Josh, watched it. We we know what you've been doing since you've been off. You uh, you might need to restock though uh, the, uh, that stuff pretty soon, or uh, or uh, or or get you a better computer for that Pornhub uh, subscription. Oh no, I got a stock. <laughs> I got a surplus stock supply. I'm good to go. I'm ready for the apocalypse on that note. We're <laughs> old school. We still use magazines and DVDs. <laughs> nice. I'll have the gold when the internet shuts down. Put it that way. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, fellas, you know, I was, um, I talked to Verdi yesterday, yesterday morning. I'd put that post up about being lonely when you live alone and check on your, on your friends that are alone. And I mean, it must've been seven fifteen that next morning. He's calling me, you know, and, and it wasn't like a cry out for help. It was just that I'm bored, but, uh, he was talking to me about, we can go on smart mark uh video and they have the horse slam stuff on demand where uh, where you can rent it i don't know what the cost of it is but we can actually go on there and get our horse slam fix from smart mark i know nick's got dvds but uh but yeah we can go on smart mark and get uh and i'll watch some horse slam um on demand so bernard that might be something you can do to catch up on some horror slam before we get back into the swing of things. Oh yeah, definitely. So smart market is. I'll be uh, looking into that this evening as I uh, go through a wrestling collection as I've been doing here lately. <laughs> yeah, just like Bernard said, we're trying to get whatever kind of wrestling content I think I have watched everything that I've got on YouTube. You know, I'm waiting for Cody to put another match out or another interview out so I can watch it. I'm so, like, far. I, I'm usually behind, you know, a couple weeks on all my YouTube stuff. That, <coughs> but, of course, I'm, like, dying. So I know the all four of us, we all watched. Did you guys all watch the – I know we talked about it briefly, but you, did you guys watch both parts of that Chris Benoit documentary? I yes. have not seen the second part yet. Oh, I right. didn't watch it. 
I, I watched I've watched one and two actually. Uh, my wife and I watched it. It came on Vice because we have Vice TV is on Direct TV. So actually, they showed one and two together, and I got to tell you, man, that that just blows your mind. So yeah. I'll, I'll give you a little hint. They have this whole dark side of the ring, and what I found out that is that when um when an episode airs on Vice, twenty four hours later. They put it. They're putting it up on their YouTube channel right now, just because of the times and stuff. Usually, uh, usually they're not putting all their um, dark side of the rings content on YouTube, but they're doing it for us right now. So uh, I was able to catch both parts on YouTube. So, uh, so Nick, you said you watched part one. Josh, you watched part one, or did you watch both? I watched both parts, one and two. So Gooch is the only one that's just watched part one. Yeah, unfortunately. I didn't want to watch it with my daughter around and had to explain to her why I'm crying like a baby. You know, that might be a smart move. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about that first um, part. So what did you think about it, Nick? I I never, never knew that, you know, his whole relationship with Eddie beforehand when Eddie was, what was it, Black Tiger 2? Or something like that, Tiger Mask 2 or something? Yeah. Yeah, Tiger um, Mask. What was that? What, what about you, Josh? What did you think about part one? Uh, I thought it was great. Um, definitely, like Gooch was saying, uh, you took a whole new light on the relationship between Benoit and Guerrero. Um. It was definitely informative, emotional. He's a uh, favorite wrestler, and you know, for a while there, it's kind of like a uh, a black dirty, a blacked out word. You can't say it. So it was good to you know see something about him, and learn more you know about the situation. I mean, you, you obviously can't praise him or anything like that for what he did, but it's it's tough, you know. What about you, Bernard? What'd you think about part one? Um, like I said, it was informative. Um, you know, when you cry for help and you don't really know how to say it or because you're this guy that doesn't really have that kind of emotion. It was just, you know, I felt bad for him, you know, even though despite what he did, I felt really bad for him and not only him, but, you know, his wife and woman was an incredible person who broke into the business and, you know, and the story between her and Kevin Sullivan. It was just great as a whole to watch, you know. But it was just tragic the way, you know, it all ended. And he could have gotten help and didn't know nobody seen the signs. So I I think they did a fantastic job telling the story of mm-hmm. the relationship between Eddie and, and, and Chris. Um, being the big wrestling freak that I am, of course, you know, the part that I didn't know much about was the part about, Kevin and Kevin's relationship with Nancy and how that ended. I I knew that he booked them, you know, storyline together and everything happened from then. But, you know, I got a different opinion of Kevin Sullivan than I originally had. I thought Kevin Sullivan might have been, um, don't get me wrong, nobody's perfect. So you can't say that he was like a perfect angel in the situation. But, you know, I previously going into this had a had a worse 
opinion of Kevin Sullivan than mm-hmm. I did coming out of it. But I think that the storytelling that they did and the and, and the people that they chose to bring in the interview was perfect um, to tell the yeah. story. It was a perfect way of telling it. I think that telling the story of Eddie Guerrero and how his life ended had to be done on this mm-hmm. um, because it related directly to Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. So the way they told the story and when Chavo talked about the last moments of Eddie's life, you know, and, and I don't think anyone can say and tell the truth that they, they didn't at least shed a tear or two when I, when uh, Chavo was talking about, you know, Eddie's last moments. Yeah, that was just really sad, man. You know, Eddie, Eddie was one of my favorite, you know, his antics. and I mean, he was just a great wrestler overall and he was entertaining. And, you know, they told a great story about Eddie too. And, you know, that impact he had on everybody and, you know, his drug addiction, you know, these guys, you know, what they go through and, you know, and I don't know if anybody ever saw the wrestling, I'm quite sure you all have, um, which tells a great story, which directly kind of tells what these guys go through and um, being on the road and stuff and the drugs and stuff. And it was just, you know, to see Eddie, it was like, man, bringing back memories. But then you see that. And to have that happen is just terrible. You know, and I think Jericho was the perfect person to kind of narrate it. He's so good at telling stories, you know, in in the ring and in in, in his storylines and stuff that that Jericho was able to put so many things in perspective on just the way he described things. And Nancy's sister and David Benoit, I just think that in the way he brought, well, I, we won't talk about that because Gooch hasn't seen it yet. But <clears throat> I'm actually kind of like scrolling through it right now as we're talking. Okay, okay. So, you know, just the way they told the story and the way that, I don't know, this might have been the second one, Gooch. So if you haven't heard this, the way that WWE just kind of was like guilty by association and just cut off David Benoit and the Benoit family. I mean, when they said they severed all ties, they meant across the board. I understand. Okay, so I understand they did the big tribute on Raw three hours mm-hmm. and had the wrestlers talking about how great he was and Vince coming out and talking about how great he was. And then the details of what happened start coming out. And it almost to me seemed like now, I don't know what you guys think. Gucci you uh, might not be to this part yet, but. Vince, kind of, you know, when when Jim Ross and them were talking how and, and Vicky was talking because she was with the company at the time and how they said that, you know, Vince is basically like the orders. There is no nothing spoken of Chris Benoit. It's like he's erased from existence. And it's like to me, it kind of made me think. And the fact that he just completely shut off David Benoit and the Benoit family, almost like he felt like. He almost felt embarrassed because they they did that big tribute and then the details start coming out. Yeah, I mean, you know, and maybe they should have waited for the tribute. Like, and I guess he, he probably felt like a real idiot, you know, and Vince don't like that. You know, if you looked at Vince, Vince is very professional, very business-wise, and looking at the impact he probably thought it made on the company, you know, at that time, he's like, whoa, wait a minute. We need to retract all of that. And so erasing Benoit is the only thing that you could 
I mean, yes, he still has. You can't take him out of any of the matches. You can't take the matches out of he's already been in. But looking at that, I mean, just I don't erase. For, I, don't I don't know for a while on the network. I don't know if it's still that way because I don't have it anymore, and I haven't watched a lot of the old pay-per-views in a while. So if they were in commentary and they were talking, if like it was two people wrestling and they were talking about a match that and Chris Benoit's name was mentioned by the commentators. They they uh, bleeped it out on 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 the uh, on the network. They weren't even well, showing any mention of him. They were in stuff. And, well, he's definitely on there. I've watched a couple matches here. Actually, I just watched one today was at WrestleMania 16 with him, Jericho, and uh, Kurt Angle. So he's definitely on there. And they do. Yeah, I think t- they kind of loosened their stance on him. But I know for a while, you know, let's say that Chavo was in a match with, you know. Chris Jericho. I'm just throwing names out. And there was a mention of a previous match that one of them had with Benoit that the announcer said they would uh, they would uh, blank out the audio. Mm-hmm. So I know he has loosened his stance a little bit. I think because it's coming out that he realizes he looks like an idiot. But I don't know, man. That kind of that, uh, that could easily to me been rectified with a statement by Vince McMahon saying that, you know, I know he came out and said after the circumstances have come out, but he's just like, there'll be no reference to Chris Benoit in this episode. But, you know, it, you could definitely have come out and made a comment like, you know, we did, uh, we did pay a tribute to his wrestling career, but um, now with the events and the details that have come out, um, you know, there is a separation between Chris Benoit, the in-ring performer, and Chris Benoit, the human being. Right. I think definitely that yeah. could have been done instead of cutting ties off and and basically trying to erase them out of the archives and and erase them from existence. I think that could have easily been done. But Vince is Vince. Vince is still putting on uh, shows, and I know uh, I don't know if you guys heard or not, but tonight was recorded this. Um, on Thursday evening, Orlando goes on a lockdown at um, 11 p.m. tonight. So mm-hmm. after tonight, there's no performance center. So anything they film, they've got to get filmed by tonight. I seen that earlier this morning. Yeah, they'll but probably. I know how that's going to work because WrestleMania was supposed to be filmed last night and tonight, and then you figure at that point, what are they going to do post WrestleMania? Or, or the unless, Raw and SmackDowns afterwards. Unless they got that stipulation with that letter. I don't know if their rules apply by ours. Um, no, um, it was apparently it was stated by the city of Orlando that they are not, they do not count as an essential business. So maybe, uh, maybe they got up a little earlier and did it versus, you know, to try to get everything in. So it may be a little sloppy. It may be rushed. Oh, they probably wrestled all night too, because you figure if, if they're banned for if if it's 100% that it's stick Orlando sticking to that, and they're banned for two weeks, um, I, I don't know there's a certain date they have to put out two weeks of Raw and SmackDown and NXT if they're wanting to continue storylines. You figure they're at least got to do Raw afterwards. Right, or what they yeah. or what they're gonna do is probably just show some old matches like they've been doing. Yeah, but they got to at least, you know, do something, you know, for Raw afterwards, you would think. Or, hey, 
let's nix it all together and WrestleMania become SummerSlam. Right. Yeah, mix it all together into one big super show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I did, you know, I don't know if you guys seen it, but the next uh, Dark Side of the Ring I'm going to be watching is the Montreal Screw, screw Job, because I think that was going to be kind of interesting, too. I know they have part, part two, but I haven't seen part one yet. That's actually a good one. Um, yeah. Next week, coming out Tuesday, so it'll be available sometime midweek towards the end of the week next week on YouTube, is New Jack. So all yeah. the ECW fans, there's going to be a New Jack uh, yeah. Dark Side of the Ring coming out. I'm really interested to uh, see that one because New Jack was something else. That man was crazy. Yes, he was. He, uh, <laughs> jumping off stuff, he straight stabbed. I'm pretty sure he stabbed somebody in a match a couple of times. Yeah, actually, the whole mass transit incident. If you guys haven't been able to go back, try to go back and find some old Memphis wrestling when Jim Cornette was there. And he brought in when uh, Jim Cornette was down in Memphis before. No, maybe it was smoking, uh, uh, Smoky Mountain when he left Memphis to start Smoky Mountain. But he had brought in New Jack there, and they did a pretty racial, uh, racist angle that mm-hmm. got got New Jack so much heat, and it almost ruined New Jack before he even got to ECW. Mm. It was bad. So it I was did a, not know that about him. That's crazy. Yeah, if you can find some old New Jack, uh, Google. I'm sure on YouTube you can be able to find it. And you know, New Jack and Smoky Mountain, or New Jack in Memphis, um, and you'll be able to find it. But yeah, he, that almost cost him. And if you go to uh, one of the, I'm not a big fan of Hannibal, the old uh, the the old wrestler from WWE, but um, he you know he's the king of the shoot interview on Hannibal TV on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a, a New Jack shoot interview that he talks about it, and, and Jim Cornette's on it and stuff, and it's a really good one. So, um, what all have you guys been doing for content since we haven't had any wrestling? Gooch, what have you been doing? Honestly, like I said the last time we got together, I've half-assed been avoiding wrestling because it just makes me want to go to a show but uh i did catch up on aew today and that wasn't that wasn't a bad show i liked how you know the jake the snake roberts promo the pre-recorded that wasn't bad he is Uh, absolutely money on the mic still all these years later and i i dug uh who was it uh who did Darby Allen face? Darby uh, Allen wrestled Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian, yeah. That, Kip Sabian's good. Darby Allen's good. That, good. Good good. that was a good match, actually. Did yeah, uh, Josh was... or Bernard catch AEW? Yeah, I watched, I uh, seen the Kenny Omega Sammy Guevara match, and what he did to that poster, pretending like it was Brandy, was pretty funny. I like uh, Sammy Guevara. I'm not um, a big I, fan of Kenny Omega, but that nah. match is amazing. Yeah, it was good. Um, I watched, I caught the end of the Brody Lee match, so I did actually see that match, and I missed the uh, Jericho and uh, Matt Hardy interaction, which I wish I would have seen. But overall, it was it was a pretty good, you know, for what I did see, it was a pretty good show. Josh, that what was, about you? Did you see AEW? That was the only thing that I did see was the Jericho Matt Hardy interaction, <laughs> well, which I. I that was pretty great how Jericho was talking to Vanguard One like that. 
Oh, Chris Jericho's money, but the only problem was that was almost verbatim Matt Hardy's promo in TNA. I was a little disappointed with Matt Hardy and that when he first came back as the broken Matt Hardy and uh and TNA when he when he wrestled Jeff at the at the Hardy compound and Jeff threw him in the the Sea of Resurrect or the Lake of Resurrection and then he became broken Matt Hardy that was pretty much verbatim the same promo he cut back then just take out names and insert new names so I wasn't as impressed with the Matt Hardy uh, promo as other people were, but maybe that's because I'm just a huge Impact TNA slappy, and I've known all of Broken Matt from when he was there. And maybe it's because it's recycled. Maybe it's because it's it's old that like he's going back to a gimmick where like Jericho always reinvents himself to a new gimmick. Maybe that's what it is to me. But um, I'll tell you what. On that show last night, you know, Gooch, you said you watched it all? I caught up on it today, yes. Holy crap. Sorry, I'm watching that New Jack clip. Man, I'll tell you what. Brody Lee is special. Brody Lee is good. And I wouldn't mind seeing QT Marshall actually join them. And Brody Lee's promo when he was sitting at that table and he was eating that steak, and he cut that promo, yes, it was on... Silver and what's the other guy's name that's in the dark order? But that promo was a direct shot, kill shot to Vince McMahon. Daddy eats 100%. first. He's sitting there eating the steak, and then Cody, <laughs> um, and then um, and then Cody when it was over was like, "You don't eat till Daddy's done." <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, Brody Lee specials. WWE really missed the boat on him. I think the problem with Brody Lee when he was Luke Harper was. They put him with Bray Wyatt, and that clicked so well. Then once he they separated Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family, they really didn't know where to take Brody Lee from there. I think if they would have kept him by himself from the beginning, Brody Lee would still be in WWE as a main event star right now because mm-hmm. Brody Lee is going to be money. And I like where they're going with some of these feuds and AEW. And I like how they're saying – when things happen, like they're not putting dates on it because they, you know, they don't know. They might, as we talked about in the last episode, we think they should all shut down for the uh, for the health of these wrestlers. They're not putting dates on when these matches are going to happen. They're just saying when they happen. And that's the difference. <laughs> no, WWE did take my advice. They uh, they must have listened to the last episode of Pro Wrestling Edge and changed their hard cam to yeah. face in the stage. Yes, they did. So that was um, not. Thank you, whoever at WWE listened to us and took took our advice. Yeah, they they straight up watched AEW and took that <coughs> straight from AEW. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm. You know, I haven't got the network yet. I'm still debating between the network and Impact Plus. But if they keep putting the pay per views up on Impact's YouTube channel, now Impact Plus is doing free months. So I still got that option. So I might get them both and then cancel them after the free month. You know, for all the big Impact fans, if you like watching a lot of the old stuff, there's a TV app called Pluto. They actually mm-hmm. Impact actually has its own channel on this television app, so it's all Impact all the time. Man. I do I have Pluto. Pluto also has a AAA channel. 
if you can yeah, if you can handle watching it with uh, uh, Spanish announcing, that's some great wrestling on Pluto. Yeah, I just actually watched an older match TNA where uh, AJ and Jeff Hardy first came back, um, and uh, I think it was the X Division match. Um, that was actually a pretty good match. And getting back to AEW for a second, Gooch can can attest to this. Whenever Jake Hager and John Moxley happen, that match is going to be absolute fire. Oh my god, man, that is going to be a hard hitting match, and I cannot wait for it. They got into it last night. Do Do you remember what Cody Rhodes called the AEW title? Big Silver. What What did he call it? Big Diamond or Big Silver? I I think he man, called it. He I, said Jack Hager can't handle Big Silver right now because that's when uh, Moxley swung about that, and when he's trying to get back into the ring. Yeah, that was great. I, I, you know, John Moxley, Jake Hager, whenever that happens, is going to be great. Whenever Jericho, Matt Hardy happens, that's going to be great. I tell you that Jack Hager and Moxley match is going to have to be a match where they wait until they can have an audience Thanks. have that in front of because that match without a pop, a fan pop, it's it's going to be great regardless, but it's... It's something you want that fan base, you know, the audience. And a sleeper match is going to be, and I'm telling you guys, don't sleep on the man, Brody Lee and Christopher Daniels. When that happens, those two guys are going to put on an absolute clinic. Yeah, I'm excited for that one as well. I'm just so geeked for Brody Lee. I'm probably most excited for Brody Lee of of the three new guys. I'm probably least excited for Matt Hardy. I think that Lance Archer and and, and Cody is going to be great too. Yeah, I can't. I, they need to get him. I guess like he said next week. Yeah, he's, he's, he's his making his debut next week. But man, I tell you what, if you haven't watched New Japan, John Moxley and Lance Archer they had some kind of a gimmick street fight for the IWGP United States title. And those two guys tore the house down. It was awesome. So, you know, I'm just, I'm so excited for Brody Lee, but I'm excited to see what Lance Archer is going to do with this new gimmick with Jake Roberts. And I like that they're bringing in the older guys, but it's not guys that they're putting in the ring and, and, and giving the championships to like WWE. Absolutely, you know, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they're using them as the manager, bringing back that manager kind of style to I know, it. Like Arn, An- I mean, they're kind of starting to saturate it with managers, but Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and Jake Roberts—they brought back legends, but they're using them to put guys over. Yeah, not to put their, not to put the titles on them and put AEW over. AEW is putting over their talent with bringing in these guys. So I'm just excited. Like I said, I kind of hope that AEW and WWE shuts it down. You know, just even if it's for a couple weeks or three weeks for this all to pass and let these guys stay home. And and, uh, and one, just this, you know, I was thinking today, too, even down to our independent guys that we love. This might be a blessing in disguise because these guys can rest up because, you know, these guys are hurting. You know, these guys are physically busted yep. up and they're getting time to heal their body. Oh, yeah. And by the time they put on these matches, it's probably just going to be 
balls to the wall, just hard hardcore. It's gonna be awesome. And when these ma- and when we get the all clear and wrestling can be here in Michigan, there's gonna be shows going on all the time. Oh, every weekend it's gonna it's be gonna it's gonna be a cluster, a good cluster album too. Oh yeah, it's we gonna might be have us to decide which shows that we're going to and which shows we can't go to. <sighs> or we might have to divide and conquer. <laughs> yeah, we might have to <laughs> yeah. As well, because I know one thing: I'm not missing a horror slam. That will not happen. That is 100%. I agree with you on that. We're not. Yeah. And we got to get Bernard to his first one. So that one's yes. got to be a bust. So, yeah, yes, I'm, awesome. yeah. Can't wait for that. Um, BCWA should be good. Um, you know, those guys will put on hard hitting matches. Uh, you know, we got CCW. Can't wait for that one. That was going to be pretty awesome. So. When we get it back, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, so I don't know, guys. This this here is uh is something different. Now, does this change everything once we once we are out and about? Does this change people how they view things or how they see things or what does this look like when we come out of this? So I'm hoping. Oh. No, uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Who it was? I'll say uh, I'm hoping that it'll be like uh, how everyone was after 9-11, man. It's just everybody loves one another and everybody's cool with one another. You know, the, the tension and the animosity in the world gets shut down and we're going to have all this for one another, you know? Mm-hmm. The only part that I want to add on to that, Josh... Is that, but after 9-11, there became a time where that wore off and everyone went back to the same old. Yeah. And, uh, I was watching Pat McAfee show today, and he interviewed P.J. Fleck, the Minnesota Gophers football coach. Mm-hmm. And P.J. Fleck had a good had a good uh, comedy made. He said, um, for anyone that's thinking that we're just going to go back to what everyone feels is normal, he was like... That normal's gone forever. Yeah. And I really hope that's true. I really hope that people are, you know, I said this on the last episode, are kind to one another and, you know, are just just show love and compassion to people because, you know, we're going to lose a lot of people across, you know, across the country with this. You know, I don't know about you guys. I personally have people that I know and family members that have this virus now. And uh, we're going to lose some people. Uh-huh. We're, we're going to all lose people that we have some kind of connection to. Like I lost, um, I didn't directly have a connection to him, but uh, a friend from back from uh, elementary school that I grew up with, his, his brother lost his life from COVID-19. So everyone's going to have some kind of connection. There's not going to be one person can say that they completely knew no one or had some kind of contact with someone that didn't lose their life to this. And that's where I think when everything's said and done with this, it's really going to be like a constant state of paranoia with everybody still. That's never going to go away. And I, that's another reason why nothing's going to go back to the old normal like it was before this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely... Uh... So I'm just reading here, update as we're on here. WWE f- has filmed WrestleMania and the post-WrestleMania Raw 
And that is the end of their production for the time being. Well, that answers our question there. So they what have is the smartest thing for them to do, you know, in the long run for everybody? And this is from Mr. WWE Mark himself, Ryan Satin, who obviously Ryan Satin is with Pro Wrestling Sheet, but Ryan Satin has a working relationship with WWE. He's one of the uh, places that uh, WWE feeds information to for him to put out. And mm-hmm. he does nothing but dog AEW every chance he can get. Um but it says that they've already filmed WrestleMania and the Monday night edition of Raw following WrestleMania. Um, Orange County, Florida has a stay-at-home order that goes into place at 11 p.m. tonight and goes through April 9th as of right now. So they are, um, they are as of right now, that is all that they are filming until everything settles down, at least to the ninth, that all they're filming is the Monday Night Raw after Mania. That's been filmed. So they are wrapped in the books with four hours to go before they are not conducting business anymore till the ninth of April. Wow. Um. And you would have to think AEW is going to follow suit pretty soon. Definitely. Yeah, because... Yeah, because they're down there too, correct? If I'm not they're, mistaken, say. Well, they're in Jacksonville, which is like uh, I want to say about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Actually, no. Uh, Jacksonville's up on the east side of of the coast, yes. but more in north, kind of right? The Panhandle, so they're in northern Florida. Um, Orlando, obviously, is more southern Florida. All right. But um, you would have to think that. The, the kind that Jacksonville in is going to do that soon as well. So we, we, we might have seen our last of AW for a while, too. Like we said, man, it's for the better. Mm-hmm. Definitely for the better. So, Dan O'Mac, you said you have something to share with us. You know, yeah, I got an announcement. I don't think it's probably as big of a deal as other people think. Other people might think it is because I don't think anyone really cares. But, uh, fellas, I'm going on lockdown. You're going on lockdown? I'm going on lockdown. I I bought some groceries today, and I ain't leaving the house to the 13th. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm locking down. You know, like I said, I watched that press conference today, and I'm making the stupid mistake on going and reading articles and stuff and – and so yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going on uh, lockdown until the uh, 13th, or they tell us different. I, well, that's that's quite. Yeah, that's quite noble of you. Um, I know I have to take care of maybe like one or two things tomorrow, but if I don't, I'll be in trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, and that's but yeah. I think I'm gonna shut it down, fellas. I'm gonna stay in the house. I'm obviously, like you know, I'm gonna have to go cut my grass here pretty soon and yeah. stuff like that. But I'm talking about going around people. So my interaction. So if if you guys get a, a text message on a Saturday afternoon, I say, hey guys, let's just go on a Skype call to talk. Um, I'm I might need that. That's what we're here for. Yeah, um, you can call me. You can call me anytime, man. You know I'm here. I know what you're going through. Definitely. <laughs> we're all we're all in the same boat. <laughs> right. So I 
free open. Pretty much got a free open schedule for the next three weeks. Yeah, let's just have a random conversation. Not even necessarily do a podcast, (laughs) but it might give us opportunity to do more podcasts too and start pumping these things out even more than what we already are. It's like I said in our group text the other day, man. It's going to come to a point where we're going to have to Skype each other just so we can watch wrestling with each other. Exactly. Turn on something on the network or go on YouTube. I was just... Yeah, I was just telling Dan today, I was watching some of The Rocks, uh, funny, I watched this little documentary, but the funny moment when he told Triple H, he was like, yeah, you look like Tarzan, but you wrestle like Jane. (laughs) 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 Definitely hilarious. Yeah, yeah, we're going to actually have to live Skype for uh, WrestleMania. We won't even be able to watch it together. Yeah, Yeah, No, No WrestleMania party this year at the house. I know I'm usually yeah. over at your house every pay per view for all of this. And I used, to throw, on the lasagna. I used to throw WrestleMania parties at my house um years ago when I was like heavy into it and I kinda got out of it. But I used to order the pay per views and everybody would come over and we'd make a big deal out of it. My wife, you know, they'd be doing their thing and everybody come over, we we watch it and once it's done, it's done. Yeah, that's basically what we we did too. Everybody <laughs> Come over here, we'd party down, you know, have a few drinks, watch WrestleMania, and make a little dish together up and hang out. And yeah, I it just got too dang long, you know. It's like seven hours, eight hours, midnight, the wrestling's still going on. People are like, all right, I gotta go. <laughs> right. I remember yeah, the best. Yeah, last year was like, what, one o'clock in the morning before that match started? It was after midnight before yeah. Charlotte and Ronda started. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, my God, it's late. <laughs> I got to work in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, don't they know people work still? I was dragging ass that Monday. Oh, my God, you and me both. Well, maybe because of this, they will change the date and make it like a, a, a Saturday, you know? That would be yeah. cool. So that way we would have Sunday off. Well, know, be able to enjoy the whole show. You know, I don't know if WWE would want to go head-to-head against AEW, especially nah. if pay-per-view buys and stuff come back and news come back that AEW beat them. Yeah, plus uh, they got NXT. That's normally when NXT runs, too, now that we're thinking about it here. Yeah. And then, like, uh, that when AEW put their first pay-per-view on, Double or Nothing, um, they put Evolve's anniversary show on the network right up against it. And... Uh, yeah, so they were trying to combat the views and the pay-per-view buys with uh, AEW's first show with putting Evolve on the network. So, yeah, I foresee us doing some some Skype videos just to chat. And when this thing's over, we're going to have to get together and do more than just for the podcast and the YouTube channel. We're just going to have to hang out because we're going to have a whole lot that we uh, that we're going to want to do once this is all said and done. Yeah. yeah if we're hanging know. out, I'm not hanging out inside. I got to be outside for hanging out. Right. Well, you know, the, the crazy part about this <laughs> is that I just got my gym membership and it was like, oh, yeah, we're closing. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I hear most of the gyms are not, if not all the gyms, they're holding and not charging anybody for their subscriptions during the shutdown. Which is great because I'm like, okay, well, basically you're gonna charge me for absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think it would get away with that even if they tried. The uh, the uh, the state level would step in and tell them they can't. 
So I just came across this. I'm not too sure on how real it is, but I guess WWE's not selling pay-per-view rights to ESPN anymore. Well, it's probably the best thing right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right now, I get more money on the network now with all this going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep whatever they can on the network for now. You know, I did hear too that Vince sold a whole bunch of his shares. Uh, he probably did. Yeah, that was probably to finance the XFL, though. That, that's why I see that being the reason. Yeah, because he's going to pay the players. Now, there have been some players that signed in the NFL. I'm sure their contracts become null and void. I'm sure there was something in there stating if you sign with uh, in the NFL that, you know, you, you uh, won't get paid. But But that's exposure for them, you know. Yeah, because you got the, um, the, the, the other, other quarterback who was on pace to be league MVP. He got signed in the league. And the uh, the defensive player, I think he was a, a corner or a safety that had the most interceptions in the league. He's in the NFL now. And I want to say um, one of the wide receivers are, have signed in the league. So, And well, from what I heard, the, the Patriots are talking about the kicker who uh, – was really good in the XFL, so looks like there's going to be some XFL guys making NFL rosters. Yeah, um, I wish Vince kind of would have. I mean, I get it, but the XFL, you know, some things you just don't mess with. He could have took that money and and did something different. Well, I'll tell you what, it was definitely a different product than his original go at it. Mm-hmm. He actually made this a football league. Had yeah, football but, people in charge of it. Yeah, but it's still not where it needs to be. So maybe they're going to take this time to kind of look at it and see where they can push it to. Oh, yeah, I agree. They definitely had the opportunity because, you know, NFL's numbers were falling off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a young, a young upstart, you know. They, they got to test stuff out here before it gets solidified, you know. They're still working on getting better players and whatnot, better GMs, general managers. But I, I like some of the rules that they uh, instituted, though, you know, to yeah, make the game a little rules. bit faster. They have some rules that are safe, that are safe for the players, that I bet you the NFL took a look at, and and I'll talk about implementing them. It's like, oh, we didn't think of that. Well, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, well – we, uh, we, uh, we we don't want to implement something until we see if it can actually be benefit. So now they're able to see XFL do it and see that, man, that might actually be a, uh, be a benefit to our league. So, but yeah, well, as long as Vince stays, lets the football people run it and he stays the wrestling, I think the XFL will be a, will be an alternative. I think it'll never compete, but it'll be an alternative. Yeah, you get a little extra football fix. You know, it, it extends your football viewing pleasure for another, what, six weeks, I think it is, six to eight weeks. But would you guys almost think that maybe they should next season? Obviously, we're hoping things are back to normal before football in the fall. Do you almost think that maybe they should wait and start it in, like, June so you can get the summer fix for football? That's what I would do. Instead of following yeah. the season right up? Yeah. Well, I think they're I- trying to – Keep the hype from the NFL season ending to where you can keep watching it, but they don't want to compete with the NFL Combine later on. I think mm-hmm. it finishes up before the Combine, and then you got the draft after that. 
Yeah, I think it. I think the way the NFL again. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it ends up right before everything starts back up for the NFL and the NFL, you know, fiscal year. So, well, fellas, I guess we'll wrap this one up. Oh yeah, great conversation Um, though. As always, it's a pleasure to talk with my brothers. Yeah, definitely a good one. Oh yeah. So Glad I guys. put a little enjoyment there at the beginning there. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> put a smile on everyone's face. It sure did. So uh, as we wrap up here, uh, Mr. AKA, do you have any last words? In the words that I always say to you, and I'm going to say it and say it and say it again. We out.